I don't know if the NBA explanation satisfies anyone. LeBron James, Porzingis, the story there. All right, here's the the story. Tony Katz, so good to be with you on Tony Katz today. Uh, LeBron James, he goes to an event for the launch of a tequila he's a part of. He doesn't get fined by the NBA. How do I pronounce his name there? All right, Christops? Christops Porzingis. Christops Porzingis, he is at a club um, about a week or so ago, I guess, maybe less, uh, and um, he gets fined $50,000. So he goes to this bar, this club, where you're not allowed to go, that's league rules right now regarding COVID, $50,000 fine. Then you've got, uh, that's right, LeBron James. He goes to an event uh, at, a, at, a, at a place where you're drinking and nothing. So why doesn't LeBron James get, why doesn't LeBron James get fined? Well, because where LeBron James was, they, they tested everybody for COVID. Or you had to have, be a proof of vaccine. They, they did that? Oh, LeBron James was outside. He He was? You see, according to NBA rules, you're allowed to do things. You are allowed to do things when it comes to uh, your, uh, your, your business. Oh. Okay. Does anybody buy into that? That the NBA had to work this hard, dig this deep, to be able to come up with an answer as to why one guy gets a fine but LeBron doesn't? Couldn't have you just said, well, well, it's LeBron, we just don't do these things. It's LeBron and we just don't pay any attention to that. No, 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 it's just LeBron. It's just LeBron, that's the way it is. That's all. Uh, all, all, all right. All right. If, 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 if you say so. It seems like they dug pretty, pretty deep. Pretty deep indeed to be able to come up with this answer. What, one man's theory of how this went down. Now, one of the things we, we, we speak about is, is I've talked about my life um, and spending my 20s just in a, in a miserable state and really the, the depression of my life is happening earlier than that and spending uh, how, what it's like to have been suicidal in your life, right? That things do get better. Not for everybody. They, they did for me. It took work and it took energy and, and uh, I'm glad. But when we take a look at what's going on with veterans, um, we, we often see that it was, it's a 22 veterans a day are committing suicide. That's, that's a massive and alarming rate of what's going on. And there, there are people who are dedicating themselves to kind of figure out what is happening here. One of those people is uh, Gretchen Smith, uh, a veteran herself, lost her own father. It's a PTSD. Uh, she created what is called Code of Vets. Code of Vets on, on Twitter is, is where you go. It's a nonprofit. Uh, they have raised over $4 million in under three years, 2% operating costs, and they work to help uh, veterans. Gretchen joins us right now, and I want to 
let's start a little bit with 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 you. Uh, where did you serve? What branch of the military were you? I was an Air Force veteran. I um, served roughly four and a half years. Three of those years was over in Ramstein, Germany. I was a security specialist back in the day um, and really enjoyed my time in service. And it, and it prepared me for life. Uh, the, the tools that they gave me um, really allowed me to build a successful life. And I'll always be grateful and con- contribute my success to the United States Air Force. It's interesting to hear you say that, right? Because in, in a very, I mean, this is an intense conversation. Conversation. It's an intense subject that that you deal with. Your father served uh, in 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 the, in the military, uh, bronze bronze star medal recipient, one hundred percent disabled Vietnam uh, a veteran, um, and it was post traumatic stress. He took his own uh, life. Now, different experiences in the military are are different things. When this happens and when this takes place. As you look back, do you see things uh, that your your father exhibited? Or as we hear about this with many people, you don't really sometimes know what is in somebody's mind. You know, Dad struggled from the time he got back from the jungle. He His behavior was really chaotic on the outside, and it was a direct reflection of how he was feeling on the inside. Uh, he did, you know, he just, he, he wouldn't allow us to assist him as his family. He did go to the Asheville, North Carolina VA to let him know early on how much he was struggling. He was unraveling, couldn't keep it together, was in and out of trouble. And the, they, they basically told Dad at the time that he he had something called shell shock um, that he needed to suck it up and be a man and never speak of it again. Um, but as we all know, that's not the thing to do. Um, it ate away a dad like cancer. Um, dad was a damn good soldier, uh, followed orders, and that's what he did. But in the end, um, it cost him his life. Um, he needed the help. And there is nothing wrong with reaching out and saying, I need help. I cannot do this on my own. Uh, and I feel like we've made a lot of progress. We still have a long way to go. Um, but suicide is still a huge issue in our community. You're talking about in, in a, a veteran community and the website for those uh, playing along, Code of Vets, V-E-T-S, codeofvets.com uh, is, is where you can go. Uh, as a VA now, what level of assistance do they put to people who are in this kind of, of position and where is it failing? If, if it is well there yeah well no there's there's a couple of big things with our veterans is when they do reach out for help a lot of them are afraid or will not because they do not want to lose their security clearances um, that's part of who they are um, that's how they get their jobs um, that's their skill set and they are at risk for having those pulled and removed when they do reach out for and saying I'm struggle, struggling with my PTSD, I'm having suicidal thoughts. Also, their gun rights issues are at stake uh, permanently. Um, I've seen it happen myself. I've been I've witnessed it. They have removed gun rights from veterans who were suicidal and reached out for help. So that's something that we need to work on as a nation and to say, hey, when our warriors step up and say, I, I, I need some help, we don't punish them. We don't remove things from them, from their life, their ability to work because they're asking for help. We walk with them. We work with them to figure out solutions around that. Uh, so th- I have found that is a contributing factor with our veterans not wanting to reach out, Tony. Talking to you uh, from Code of Vets, 
Gretchen.com. Uh, talking to Gretchen Smith. Um, so the work that you guys do is about uh, is is about it, not necessarily a supplement, but rather the idea, and that is a frightening concept that you can't talk about what's on your mind because you'll lose your livelihood, which is a whole another level of pressure that's put upon you uh, or put upon the, the, these veterans. So when they come to you or you reach out to them, walk me through that interaction. Well, it's usually in their dark moments, and, you know, we have phone conversations. I really try to funnel them to my partner, Dr. Cindy Walter, who's actually trained to handle crisis situations. So we will find them local resources in their area um, to go to. We try to work outside the VA. We do work with some of our VAs throughout the country that, you know, are up and functioning and doing really well. You know, there's different regions, and, you know, there's some that are great and some are not so great. But when our veterans don't want to use the VA, we have a couple different partners, and we offer them as options. We will pay for their plane ticket to get them out to a facility in uh, Camp Hope in Houston, Texas, and they particularly work with combat veterans with PTSD and TBI. They're a phenomenal organization. So we just try to work with our veterans behind the scenes when they contact us in, in crisis and say, we, we can help you. We can get you the resources you need. You know, there's no cost to you. We can help you try and keep your job safe. Um, and just try to work behind the scenes because uh, anytime you you know get into the VA system and you, you admit to having the suicidal thoughts and struggling with that ideation, it it puts you at risk. Um, and so, and so when you're now it. talking to veterans outside of that world, what what is their reticence? Do they have a question about working with you at Code of Vets, uh, CodeofVets.com because they feel it might affect their job? Oh, yeah, that, that's that's one of the primary things that we discuss when we initially start talking to these veterans and they're they want to know if we have a, you know, a direct connection to the VA and we don't. We're, we're you know, we're nonprofit. We run on grassroots or, uh, donations. We have get no funding, no no uh, formal affiliation to the VA. So that's a huge and when that's a red flag when the veterans are concerned about that, you know, and this is across the board. Um, so this is a common thread in the veteran community that those concerns of when they are suicide or they're struggling with those uh, that ideation, you know, is it safe for me to go to the VA? Um, and a lot of them don't feel that comfort level. So that's why we have to have, you know, other options out there for them, which we do. We just need to guide them to it in those moments. When, when you're in a dark moment, you're not thinking clearly and you, and you don't know where to look, you know. Gretchen, talk to so me about. Social media is an immediate place for them to reach out and say, I need help. Talk to me about the dollars and cents uh, 4.6 million dollars in under three years two percent operating costs dollars like that are real dollars and an operating cost like that is i think considered by many uh, rather low talk to me about where the money goes if somebody is donating i mean it's a serious thing to take your hard-earned dollar and say you're engaged in something i believe in where does the money oh, go it goes directly to the veterans. We are very unique in the way we operate. We purely operate on social media platforms. We put out veterans in need in the moment. And as the funds come in, I am sitting behind the computer and I'm sending those funds directly back to the veterans. So this is real time. We are impacting veterans in practical ways in their lives in that moment of financial stress. 
And uh, trust me, with COVID shutdowns and restrictions, there is so much financial ruin out there amongst all Americans, not just the veteran community. But it's, it alleviates some of the, the pressure on our vets who are struggling with PTSD and other issues. It gives them just a, some breathing room. And, you know, if we can cover their bills for one or two months, it gives them the ability to find long-term stability versus digging themselves out of a hole. So it, it's just a great way for us to network and help veterans in every state of this nation. And it's effective. We're efficient with the money, 2%. I, you know, it's hard to beat that. We both work from home. I, my partner, Dr. Cindy Walter, and I do not take a paycheck. We volunteer seven days a week, and we are out there um, letting our vets know uh, we've got your back. Uh, and, and the nation is, too. Um, we couldn't do this without the support and the donations of uh, our donors. Gretchen Smith. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Code of Vets, V-E-T-S, codeofvets.com if you want to be a part of what they're doing. Uh, Look, uh, all, all the best to you. Keep me posted and let me know how I can be of service. Thank you, Tony. Absolutely. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.